You're listening to the Soul Shape Podcast, where we focus on your spiritual fitness, or what we like to call your energetic self-care. We're sisters and the co-founders of Soul Shape, a quantum wellness app designed to make it easier and accessible to find healing practitioners in the energy healing world, and soon to be a soul gym. We want to have soulful conversations about spirituality and holistic wellness, and whether you are dabbling or taking a deep dive into energy healing, we want to introduce modalities and healing practitioners to you one by one. So it's time to get into Soul Shape. My name is LJ Woodard, and this is my sister, Leslie Bennett. Hey. Leslie, who are we talking with today? Well, I think this is going to be one of those ones where we're going to leave in inspired. We have a few people that can, you know, there's a few people that talk the talk and a few that walk the walk, and this is one that does both. And so we're talking to Heather Lilly, the co-founder and executive director and yoga facilitator. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yeah. For the Yoga Village. And we're talking about the healing benefits of community. Community. But before we dive into this amazing conversation about community, let me tell you about Heather Lilly um, and what the Yoga Village is. It's a Wilmington-based nonprofit that specializes in bringing evidence-based, trauma-sensitive, and residency-focused mindful movement programs to populations that might not have access to them. Their goal is to meet communities where they are. They find spaces that feel safe enough for participants to connect their connect to their body by partnering with local organizations to start programs where where folks already gather in community, bringing yoga where it is needed most. Now, Heather Lilly has been has been facilitating yoga and mindfulness for about ten years. Can I ask you just to jump right into our conversation? What is the your greatest joy in this program of the Yoga Village? Um, my greatest joy is getting to go out into the community and work with folks who uh, wouldn't necessarily have access to these types of practices otherwise. Mm -hmm. And Yoga Village has been around for 10 years, but I actually started facilitating in oh, yeah, that's right, 20 years. Three. Yeah. So, yeah, a whole <laughs> extra decade before uh, I kind of hopped on and helped co-found Yoga Village. Um, and my greatest joy really is being out with folks who just for whatever reason might not wander into a yoga studio and getting to share these practices that have made such a big difference in my life with the folks in our community. It really is amazing how many people out there have never experienced yoga. I mean, we all have grown up in, as kids. We go to our PE classes. We experience basketball, you know, the main, the main sports, um, you know, maybe even dance, but how yoga is still, still new, still an unknown to some. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's such an ancient practice. Yeah. <laughs> it's been around but, forever. Uh, but in terms of access, wide access in um, the United States, certainly, and in a lot of other places in the world, it does feel really new. And there can be a lot of misconceptions about who can do yoga and really even what yoga means. Um, you know, a lot of times folks think about yoga as just the physical aspect of yoga in terms mm. of building strength and flexibility in your body. And one of the things that I love about yoga is that it can really meet you wherever you are and really works to expand that, that strength and that flexibility, certainly, but in mind and body and spirit, and that it kind of crosses all boundaries of the self. I like that um, where it meets you where you are because when I first did yoga, it was in law school in the 1990s. So I just aged myself. But <laughs> in the 1990s, it was so fringe, even for me. And, and I'm, again, I was in light consciousness, law driven, focused person. And I did yoga 
because of the stresses of law school. And I, I'm like, well, I'm not into the spiritual stuff. Um, but, but I really liked the, you know, stretching, how I felt open because I was crouched over law books and stuff all the time. Um, but, but, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm not into the spiritual stuff, but I'm into the, the, the physicalness of it and the balance of it and the, you know, just going. So I really like that yoga is one of those things that really can meet you where you are. So if you just want to go, I'm just doing yoga. I don't want to know about namaste. That's <laughs> the, God it's the best part though. <laughs> my God is my God. Don't, don't touch me. I don't honor you, whatever. That's really rude. That's not what I mean to say. But um, I don't know where I'm going with this question or comment or sharing. Oh my gosh, I lost it. But anyway, um, meet you where you are. And so I would be curious then um, to um, see where in today's age, going from the 1990s to now, where are you meeting people? Like in that, where they are, are they more into the wholeness of yoga, or are they really just like the physicality of yoga? I think it's been a really interesting transition from when I first started facilitating yoga. Most of what people thought it was at the time was either the physical poses or shapes that we come into in our body or just sitting still and meditating. And so there wasn't an understanding of a little bit of the fuller breath of, of what the practice can offer. Um, and and then over time, it really got focused onto the physical aspect. But then especially in this sort of new phase that we're in um, it, with, you know, coming through this global pandemic, et cetera, it's interesting to find ourselves in a place where folks are first of all, more aware of the research that's been done mm -hmm. into the effectiveness mm -hmm. of this. And that's one of the things that it's it's fun to be able to call it evidence-based um, just because there have been some more dollars put into actual <laughs> research into something that, you know, was a People really... People love proof. Yeah. They do. Well, and an People internal... Love proof. Yeah. <laughs> that's your next t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> internal felt sensation a nice is a hard thing People to prove. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes, fully. And I think it's it, it now because of that awareness and because of that um, more research, et cetera, yeah. uh, there's a legitimization of it mm -hmm. in a way. Um, and, and there's been, because of that evidence, because of that research, there's been a way to say, hey, we can meet you where you are. This doesn't have to be something that interferes with whatever faith you're in. Yeah. And so I love that because it gives us access to be able to work with folks who are really steeped into a wide variety of different faith traditions, mm -hmm. but say, this this plays well with others. You know, this is a <laughs> thing that, that can that can even deepen and strengthen the faith that you come from. And I love that about it. Um, and in terms of meeting folks where they are, it for us, so much of it is also on that physical side of things, you know, like we work with folks all the time who are in wheelchairs or who feel as if they can't get up and down off the floor for whatever reason or our um, kids or say, I hear all the time, I can't do yoga because I can't sit still. And mm -hmm. so giving folks permission to be where they are is the thing that the yoga practice really does for me personally and that I love sharing with other folks is that it's okay if you can't sit still that's fine. You can move the whole time and you have permission to do that. But there's something about it too that's more like the, getting back to our theme, is the community. There's something about a yoga practice, a yoga class, a yoga event. That's what the Yoga Village is mm -hmm. 
I mean, amazing at you guys throw these amazing events, and we'll get more into that. And they'll be in the show notes. Like if you're in the <laughs> Wilmington area, there's amazing events. But the whole community aspect of it, there's something about doing it together with others and the conversation. I don't know. It's like sharing like a good meal or whatever it is. It's like there's something afterwards that you we just had a great experience together. I don't even know you at all. I'm just telling. I'm namaste. Having a, yeah, namaste. Having this great connection. Um, you know, talking before, talking after, making friends. It's another place to, you know, meet people. And I just, there's something that's just. I don't know, warm and fuzzy about it. <laughs> can, can I say that so much different? Yes, from, please. When, from the, from when, the LJ when way? When yogas <laughs> went from the studios to the gyms, in the fitness gyms, you'd have people, and I stopped doing yoga after this because it drove me nuts, um, is that people trying to outstretch you. Those and yoga show-offs. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> and, and in my 20s, I was super bendy, like, like, you know, I could do some of those very advanced moves. Um, and I would always try to be with, because I started at a really cool studio where it taught you how to be within, within your own body and, and connect to your own body. But when you go to the gym and someone, and I'm, you know, really in my alignment, working on my alignment, and I see someone so out of alignment trying to outstretch me, I, I used to have to go into the corner, like away from the people to do that. So I'm sorry. I'm going on big digressions today. <laughs> what is wrong with me? But I think, I mean, what I think those digressions sort of speak to how personal a yoga practice is to the individual and how much that environment that you're practicing in can affect your practice mm -hmm. and how much growth we can find when we are aware of how we're affected by what's happening around us. And that's one of the benefits, I think, too, of, of my yoga practices is a sense of presence and awareness. And, oh, look, I'm noticing how this is affecting me, yeah. you know, which is now that I can see that and just have a nice catch to save the digression, by the way, <laughs> um, is that, you know, there was something about me in competition. Like, so if I go higher up and look at, you know, look at the, the, the yoga class from the, from above and going, why am I feeling that way? And going into those feelings that, that demonstration of, of, you know, that needing that sense of competition is something that I needed to do within myself that I'm enough without having to compare myself to others. So, and that's oh, Leslie's that, soulful yeah. stretch. I was going to say. That, that was. <laughs> that hit me right in the heart right there. Yeah. Oof, so, yes. so yoga is, you know, much more about, you know, the physicality. It can show you what you need, to, what needs to be seen. I was enough without having to look at what others are doing in comparison to myself, even though bothered me but anyway we're here to talk about community and yeah the yeah. yoga village and not about Leslie well, but I think also that uh, I, I always joke about that because there can be these expectations of what a yoga practice is you know especially when we're doing it in community spaces mm -hmm. where we're out you know as opposed to a yoga studio where there are a lot of sort of norms of behavior you take your shoes off and you leave them in the cubby and you mm -hmm. leave your phone off and you keep that in your cubby perhaps and there are these sort of norms of behavior that do not travel into community yoga spaces mm -hmm. and so welcoming in those potential distractions as all opportunities for us to notice how our nervous system or our body mm. responds mm. to somebody else's phone ringing and all mm. of the little judgments that mm -hmm. might pop up into mm. our mind and our expectations of what our yoga practice is supposed to be like or should be like you know and being in those community spaces gives us the opportunity to really kind of dive into some things that we might not 
always be able to do in that sort of stark relief in a yoga studio. And I think there's, I mean, in our practices, there's people who are like maybe walking in and out and through mm-hmm. and leaving in the middle and coming late. And it's it's a totally different environment. And so as, as the facilitator, the adventure of it is kind of <laughs> bringing that sense of, of um, balance and presence, regardless of what might be happening in yeah, the space still around new us. To some people, it kind of because my background is also theater, and when I go to the theater and there's like non-theater people there, I'm like, what are you doing? Beating a bag <laughs> of chips so loud? What are you doing? Like, there's some things like that's like you don't do that kind of stuff. I mean, it's not the movie theater. It's clearly a different experience <laughs> in a place. And yeah. <laughs> um, when you the yoga village, when you guys, uh, you know, you you reach out to so many different, let's say, different kinds of people in need. You know, it's bet- it could be homeless abused uh, people that have come from trauma. Um, how, what is the biggest challenge in that when you form these, is it events or just is it personal visits or like what do you do to help these kind of organizations or these groups of people in need, I should say? Well, I think we really, um, this is a, something that one of my teachers said to me that I uh, come back to all the time. There's a sense of just trusting the power of moving and breathing together and that that what we do when we come together with these folks is um, recognize that when trauma occurs, a lot of times it's because power and control are taken away from an individual. Mm-hmm. And our mission with the yoga practice itself is to create opportunities for choice so that inside a relatively safe container of this practice that we're doing together, that person might be able to develop enough internal safety and relational safety to make some choices about their body. And what I know from my own yoga practice and sort of what you were describing as well is that that little safe container of your yoga mat or the chair you're practicing on, whatever it is, becomes a place for introspection. It becomes a place where you can just notice things about yourself and how that then ripples out to so many other areas of your life. And so when we're going into these organizations, it's less about sort of helping or or saving anyone, or even I don't necessarily usually call myself a yoga teacher because really what I'm there to do is to empower, to facilitate a safe enough space, hopefully, to empower that person to feel their own body and make choices based on how they feel. Wow. What has been some of the most challenging places you've gone to to bring yoga? Because it's such a gift. Like you're talking about like the healing powers of it alone, introspective, you know, really going within, beyond the stretching, let's say. That safety, but what has been some of the biggest challenges? Um, I think for myself, really uh, coming into contact with so many different traumatic events or stories uh, has been something mm-hmm. that I've had to really honor in my own self and and develop some really strong practices around for mm-hmm. myself in terms of how to hold that so that mm-hmm. I can really, as you were saying, walk the walk and not be um, getting myself burnt out. I feel like there'd be something really wrong with what we were doing if our <laughs> facilitators were getting super burnt out <laughs> in what we're doing, right? And so I think for me, that has been the the challenge and the gift of it is it has um, really made me focus in on my own personal practice. And I don't even share it with other people. It's not something that I facilitate at all because it's it's this sacred thing that mm-hmm. I do for myself. 
um, that's not even a part necessarily of, of what I share with other folks. Well, it's inter- I remember one time when we had we're having coffee, whatever, a few weeks ago, <laughs> and you at Yoga Village has um, a program at the hospital, mm-hmm. right? And you know, some people can't get up and walk. I mean, mm-hmm. they're bedridden, and just simple little the simple little practices of yeah. wrists and fingertips, just the little things, so subtle, mm-hmm. and how it can bring so much joy and some healing power that way. Um, I don't know. Tell me about when you go to the hospitals, like, for instance. Yeah, I mean, for me, one of the things that I really love about what I do is getting to kind of really deep dive into the uh, neurology of trauma and the patterns in our brain and the patterns in our nervous system. And so, uh, again, kind of going back to that power of just trusting, moving and breathing together, really trusting that as we're encouraging folks to meet themselves where they are and and encouraging them to let go of what they could do before they arrived in the mm. situation they're in and where they might get to once they leave the situation they're in but just to be able to meet themselves exactly where they are on that day I think is is that's what I come into those rooms with it's mm. just okay here we are we're just two humans in this room together looking to do a little moving and breathing. We keep it really simple. And one of the things that I, I often relay is just this this feeling of um, what, that, that it's not about doing it exactly right. It's about what works for you in that moment. And that the more tools we have and the more permission we feel in our own body to find those things for ourselves – that's what really has the potency. And that's why, mm-hmm. you know, my practice is my practice and their practice might be their practice. And sometimes they share and sometimes they don't. And and that, you know, never matters to me because it's really just about finding. I had one client who I worked with who is a um, domestic violence survivor and we worked a lot on kind of anxiety when she, and, and not being able to feel her body when she was going into court where she would have to face a judge or face the perpetrator mm-hmm. and she we we talked about a lot of different options that she could do and what she found was that just by bringing her thumb and her forefinger together and rubbing them together and feeling the texture and the temperature of her fingers and that sensation, bringing herself back to that present moment sensation was enough to help her kind of ground and feel like she could actually be present and and not get overwhelmed by the situation. And it's so simple and it's so tiny, but it's so personal. To remember to be in your own body. Be yourself. Yeah. Like right when you said that, I'm, I'm going to try that right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm here. There's <laughs> something so about stupid. it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm here too. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm here. It's, I'm here. Um, <laughs> oh, E.T. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Yoga Village. I mean, what? who is in the Yoga Village? I mean, you've got a team of great yogis and like a variety of people like what makes up the yoga village so uh we think of it as the whole community because Mm -hmm. everybody is a part of this village and and it could be the folks who facilitate classes with us which is just an amazing array of local really qualified wonderful trauma sensitive yoga and mindfulness facilitators Uh, and then we have an amazing board that really works tirelessly to kind of keep us going Um, and then all of our partner organizations, and that's one of the things that really 
uh, is essential for Yoga Village because we don't have a brick and mortar studio because we are so committed to meeting folks where they are. Mm-hmm. We we have these incredible uh, long-standing relationships with so many local nonprofits in the Wilmington area, as well as in Columbus County and Pender County, some in Brunswick County. So we've really kind of spread out in this general area, and those community organizations are crucial for kind of creating these or, or opening up these safe spaces that they create so that we can come in and, and meet those folks there, uh, as well as our incredible grant grantors and our uh, donors we wouldn't be able to do what we do without all the folks who come out to those events you were talking well, about Heather, like, <laughs> I, I certainly felt it and soul shape was going to do a plug for us a sponsor we were a main sponsor at the yeah. was it yoga your way the yoga conference yeah yoga your way which yoga conference. i mean talk about community so you had this great <laughs> collection of yogi facilitators teachers some great seminars some great like i mean even just down to a great lunch <laughs> to, um, and then the vendors that were all there, and as a sponsor, we were out there promoting Soul Shape, and then meeting all these wonderful, you know, just people in the holistic wellness realm, um, whether it be people that make tea or that you know make dream catchers. To <laughs> yeah. I mean, that have their own yoga studios or whatever it may be. But and that's how we met a lot of our practitioners too. By the way, they you know it was a great way to just meet people. Yeah, and that's we see ourselves as that kind of bridge builder, you know, and really trying to create opportunities for folks to come together in community because, you know, a lot of times we find our yoga home, our yoga studio Mm -hmm. that is our safe place for our yoga practice, and that's so special and so wonderful. And also it can sometimes lead to a feeling of being sort of in your own little yoga Mm -hmm. island, and so reminding us that there is this sort of groundswell of yoga happening outside of the walls of the studio. I just love that it's supportive of one another. I mean, obviously business can be very competitive and it's natural that way, but when you all support each other, I mean, like you said, it's, it's, to me, it's a win-win because everyone's going to find their home and see where they land, but it was really nice to see I mean, many, I mean, all those teachers teach at a variety (laughs) of different places and yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. It was just, it was wonderful to be part of that. So I just want to say thanks for that. Yeah, thank you guys so much for sponsoring. It Look was at how my sister's looking event. at me. This is why I'm acting weird. <laughs> I, do, I do that to her. Yes. We've had conversations. But it was, it was sweet. <laughs> now, I, I want to go back to, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about building a community. We've got to build a community. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of the buzzword, whether you're building a business or whether you're making a movement. Um, what, what, what advice do you give to people who are, you know, they really have a passion. Like you have a passion for yoga. You have a passion to lift others, to mm-hmm. find, you know, their inner empowerment, as you said earlier. So how, how does one get started? Like, I, I really want to build a community. And, and so what advice do you give? What was the first thing you did, Heather Lilly? <laughs> no, I mean, you can. Yeah, truly, though. I think. <laughs> in front of me. I get it now. Is this, is this revenge Shame. or no, something? I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, sorry. We had a little sister moment there. You're fine. <laughs> um, I think really start from where you are. Uh, I know that's sort of been the theme is meet yourself where you are. But I think that's really true. Noticing the connections that you already have and and really leveraging the community that you already have and um, focusing, you know, 
on the community that already exists as opposed to creating something completely new. You know, we really um, invested in our relationships with the yoga studios and with um, community organizations where we had some connections to really get things started. And, um, and then also remembering some patience and mm. for me, remembering that it is in no way a linear path <laughs> and <laughs> that uh, if you are moving down a particular path and some obstacles appear to be in that path, you, you've got so many choices over, under, through, or maybe take a left turn and see what's down the path this other way that you might not have been expecting. And I think taking those sort of meandering ways through have been really helpful for us um, to build the community that we have and to, to work with uh, these organizations because they're dynamic too, you know? I mean, we might have a connection at a particular organization and then they leave that organization. And, and in a certain way, it's sort of like starting from the beginning, you know? And, and so we're always constantly working on maintaining those relationships. That's one of the most important things that we do. That was going to be my next question. We're always so focused on we got to build, we got to build, we got to build. But, but there's that other aspect is as you collect, collect, collect people, <laughs> you know, uh, and grow, 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 you need to maintain. Yeah. You know, and, and how do you do that? You know, how do you keep that engagement? Yeah. Well, I think sustainability is one of our core values, and that's that's really what we focus on, especially because of what we know about trauma and what can happen when folks, you know, have somebody who comes in and, and does a couple of yoga practices and then leaves and how that can perpetuate those trauma dynamics in a community. And so really focusing on what you actually are able to, to sustain is really important. Um, and then also... Uh, Ask your question one more time because I feel like there was something else I wanted to yeah, say. Yeah, so and we talk about um, you know grow, grow, grow. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> and, and then you know maintain and engage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you you know we get to a million followers you know <laughs> and and you know think aspirationally, um, and then you know how how do you keep it from going to nine hundred and <laughs> Whatever, yeah. you know, 99, you know. Because some no, I'm not unfollow. going for the one. Why do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I try not to take it personally. It's all part of their I journey. Don't. No, yeah, I don't. exactly. <laughs> I'm into Tai Chi instead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I th- there is that important because we so focus on, on collecting that we don't really, you know, nurture, mm-hmm. you know, those that have chosen to be part of the community. So how do you, what do you do to, to um, uh, build that um, or nurture those that have chosen to say, hey, I'm in the community, whoa. <laughs> um, well, we do our best to celebrate a lot. Oh, yeah, your 10-year your <laughs> anniversary yes, coming up. we have our 10-year anniversary. Tell, tell the folks out there about the 10-year anniversary. Am I not invited? <laughs> You're so invited. Will it's, I be here? No, no, sorry, you're out of town. You can come virtually. <laughs> You'll be here in spirit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's October 28th in the morning, and uh, true to Yoga Village, we'll have three simultaneous yoga practices in three kind of separate locations all in the same space. And so there's a little something for everybody. Um, there's some family yoga, some chair yoga, some power yoga, and then 
raffles from some amazing local um, businesses, and we're going to give out our first ever Yoga Villagers Awards, um, the Peaceful Warrior Awards, uh, to a couple folks in our community, and we're really excited about that, too. Tell me what a Peaceful Warrior is. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the name, the uh, English name for... um, also, sometimes folks call it maybe um, reverse warrior or extended side angle. Mm-hmm. I've heard both of them called peaceful warrior. So humble, was it dancing warrior? Yeah, humble full warrior, of, dance, full of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's sort of where it came from. Was trying to loop in one of the yoga shape uh, names. Um, but really, those awards are to celebrate and to nurture uh, those folks who have made such a huge difference in what we know of as Yoga Village because it has, it's been quite the journey over the past 10 years. And we really wanted to take a pause and, and recognize some folks who have made a huge difference in us being able to spread these practices in our community. So how many warriors do we have in your community? Wow, gosh, you know, I don't know that I've ever been asked that question before. I can tell you that just in terms of folks who have come to our community programs, not our events, not the conference, not the Battleship Yoga, none of that, but it just in the past year and a half, we have facilitated um, over 1,500 yoga practices, and many of those Impressive. are with more than one person. Many of them are with lots and lots of people. And so um, I, I I don't even know what I would say the number of people in this village. She's going to go home and count now. I know. I'm like, I don't even Just know how we that. would count. <laughs> well, the yoga village is doing good work. And it's, I mean, yoga is life-changing. It truly is. It can, it's a life-changing experience and a, a practice I've been doing, gosh, since well, I'm about 20 years now into it. I remember I started when I was pregnant with my daughter who's 23 that's kind of how I fell mm. into it because I wanted to stay in shape and I'm like how am I going to stay in shape <laughs> what's an exercise I can do and then it became so much, much more, more than exercise <laughs> how can I stay in shape and stay sane mm-hmm. and no, be was, loving yeah and... it was wonderful <laughs> Well, I guess I'm going to do an open-ended question here. As someone who is an advocate for community and you use and your um, tool of choice is yoga, um, what what would you offer to those that, you know, maybe their tool of choice is something or a passion of choice, maybe it's not a tool, um, a calling of choice? Mm-hmm. Is it a calling of choice? No. Anyway, a calling. <laughs> um, what would you say to, you know, someone who's, you know, loves talking about community, loves, you know, being a part of building and, and the rewards of that. Maybe let's do that one first. Mm. Tell me about the rewards of, of building a community and sustaining a, com- a community. Um, well, I think the connection for myself is, is one of the biggest rewards and seeing all of the connections just, uh, I, it touched my heart earlier when you were talking about the conference last year and hearing that that was, you know, while you guys were such wonderful and generous sponsors of the event, but that it was also reciprocal for you and that mm-hmm. some of your practitioners came from that event. And That's some fabulous people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and what we also know about trauma is that it, it doesn't happen necessarily in isolation. 
often it happens in in the terms of a relationship and it can also be healed in the terms of a relationship and that's one of the healing powers of community is that it gives us this possibility of coming together and and healing together even if though we're healing individually being in the presence of other balanced nervous systems other people working for the same thing that that um, they're passionate about can have such a huge and healing effect yeah. you know we look at like, I'm like starstruck right now <laughs> I'm like, that was so good yeah. <laughs> I'm like wow well and I wasn't even thinking of yoga Put that I was saying short. that I was even thinking of you know <laughs> Habitat for Humanity oh my head's spinning yeah, I'm like yeah. I think about so many things we do in community where it's yeah. like oh my gosh it's so it's like there's another gym I go to or fitness I mean they have established community the high yeah. fives everyone's like what are you doing this weekend let's do this run let's do this when I think about theater, I mean, when you get yes. in a room with people and you're like, okay, we're going to rehearse something for six to eight weeks and that sense of community, before you know mm-hmm. it, you're driving each other and you're feeding each other and you're doing so yeah. many, and you're learning from each other and you're growing up together. I mean, there's so many, it, community is, it's all about community. Yeah. Community. Well, and I think, you know, as we're coming out of what we came out of, you know, at the beginning of this decade, you know, I think it, it's it's sometimes hard to reconnect I've talked to a few people like, oh my god, I've lost all those social skills. <laughs> like I feel. How do you do? It? Oh, do you do you want to so come? Awkward do you want to go have a happy hour? Remember that? Like we were, yeah. we were like, do you want to? I don't know. It's hard to. Right, yeah, is that get, a thing we get still back do? into the swing of things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we're talking about ourselves now, going off the thing. Um, There's nothing wrong with a good happy hour with friends, right? For sure. Truth. Okay. Um, so you you have this event, your 10-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. We had champagne. We popped the cork. It feels like, I mean, 10 years. What in the world? That's just a long time to be doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> and talk about nurturing community and maintaining community. Sometimes, you know, that that feels like a... Um, it, it, it feels like a really strong responsibility and something that we really care about collectively yeah, as a parent the, of it. Yeah, not and and I am so grateful that it's not just me yeah. and that it's a whole village that yeah. is working to to maintain that community because it definitely has had its ups and downs for sure, especially just in terms of, you know, working against some of the paradigms of of competition mm-hmm. and um and and you know, recognizing that that it is part of our mission to make sure that our programs are sustainable, and that means that we pay our teachers. And so how does that bump up against competition in other places? And and really working towards thinking of new and creative ways of making sure that it doesn't feel like competition and receiving and honoring the feedback when it does from the folks who are experiencing that feeling and and changing based on what we hear. And I think that's something that's so crucial to community is a sense of authentic and reciprocal communication and Mm -hmm. making sure that the, you know, again, with the trauma, because that's how I roll, but that, that, you know, what is so crucial for maintaining community and re- maintaining relational safety and security is the opportunity for rupture and repair. If everything just goes smoothly the whole time, then somebody's not being totally honest because we don't all feel super great all the time. And so 
even if our intention isn't actually the impact that is received by the other person, can we use our practice to be present enough to listen to that feedback and to make changes based on what we hear? And let me tell you, we do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so do we. <laughs> no, I, I think yeah. there was a little nugget in there, too, that was somewhat brushed over, and that's authenticity. Mm. Um, you know, one of the things, too, I think when you, we're working in an industry, whether it's yoga, but in the more spiritual fitness arena, you know, it, it really is, we're really trying to advocate for an abundance for all, Right. Because it's not just one way to the highway, a <laughs> spiritual highway. I'm just making this up on the fly. It sounds pretty good, though. Um, you know, I think, you know, some days yoga will feed my soul. But other times it may be, you know, a past life regression session, you know, because I want to explore something that's coming up. So, you know, I really think authenticity, that partnership, um, you know, allowing things to occur, I love that rupture and repair. What was it? Yeah, rupture and repair. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's a, that's an interesting thing that occurs a lot. Um, In relationships with sisters, yeah. for example, maybe? We've had a rupture. A couple repair. rupture and repair. We had a big <laughs> rupture. Looks like it got relatively <laughs> repaired, yeah. though, so Thank, there I'm you go. Very, and I'm thankful for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why we're here today. Yeah. This is why this it's is like what happened. It was like an 18-month rupture. Oh. That's nice. Is it 18 yeah. months? I don't know. Anyway. I really didn't count. I'm not, I, that's something I don't want to count or look back. but it's sort of like you know that there um, i'm going to forget the the name of the style of um pottery art but the japanese style where when something breaks they actually glue it back together with this sort of gold glue and that the the cracks in it are what make it beautiful Mm -hmm. and I think that there's something to that that honoring that rupture and repair and taking a moment to notice that is that (laughs) you know it brings us back together even more strongly and and in a new kind of co-created way bigger and better than ever before we must must be showing off a lot of gold (laughs) that's what I kind of thought I'm just joking for that wow I got a lot of gold with my siblings, too. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they give us lots of gold. Yeah. <laughs> we have a brother, too. Hi, Kurt. <laughs> he doesn't, little brother. He doesn't listen. He doesn't He'll listen. listen. He'll listen to this one. I don't think so. Uh, we'll make him. <laughs> you can try. All right. So I think um, if there's anything else from the... Um, Yoga Village, you want to plug? This is your time. Otherwise, we'll go to the soul. We're going to put it all in the show notes, the website, the events. Yeah. I know. I mean, Yoga Village, you offer scholarships, too. And, that is one ooh. thing that we didn't talk about that I was going to kind of talk about. Uh, something came up earlier when I lost my thread, and I was going to bring up the scholarship piece. So thank you for bringing um, us back to that. But the, the that coming back to sustainability and how do we nurture this community is the scholarship. That, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not just our facilitators. We really want to kind of increase the ability for folks inside of all the communities where we work to be equipped to offer these practices. And when we first really kind of started dreaming up Yoga Village, our dream was to create a community where all these organizations really saw the benefit of this and integrated these practices so much into what they were doing that Yoga Village barely needed to exist anymore. 
That's oh, really yeah. the <laughs> We need like a musical interlude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but the scholarship so, it's like for someone wants to get certified for instance. Yeah. yeah. I mean cuz it's not it's not cheap. It's and yeah. it's not crazy. It's not as expensive as college. <laughs> but yeah, increasing <laughs> access is crucial yeah. for sure. And we have lots of mechanisms um, for that we're really grateful for. And and for us, you know, there's a, a lot of folks who want to do that initial 200-hour or 300-hour certification in yoga. But we also work towards offering scholarships specifically in more of the trauma-sensitive uh, yoga that we typically practice and also in other things like the community resiliency model. We're always um, trauma-sensitive mindfulness. We're always mm -hmm. kind of expanding what our services look like so that we can continue to meet those folks because we are yoga village, but if we're working with somebody who isn't really interested in that asana component, what else can we bring to the table, right. you know? No, I like that. For all folks. Wow. All folks. All folks, like yeah. That. So if you're someone who's getting a call to yoga, maybe reach out to Yoga Village and, and yeah. maybe see if that scholarship's for you. Or start a <laughs> Yoga Village in your community. Yeah. If you're listening in oh, Ireland. You, you, <laughs> yeah. I think we have an Ireland listener. Remember the... <laughs> Ooh, Stats. fun. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. <laughs> Just finished Dairy Girls. Loved that show. Yeah. Anyway. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start that. Anyway. <laughs> okay. We're so, trying to get to a soulful. soulful. It's time to soulful okay. stretch. Okay. okay. So every ep at the episode, we do a soulful stretch, something that may have changed our mind, uh, opened our hearts, something that we're working on. I always start. Um, and you would think it was something earlier in this episode, but I really am digging the rupture and repair um, <laughs> because I think, you know, looking back at my healing journey, there have been so many ruptures that ended up on roads that were better than the road I was on. So I really love rupture and repair. So I'm digging that. Um, my soulful stretch was that great remind reminder. I didn't even realize this is really why I like yoga is being in. <laughs> I mean, I love it, but it's like, like being yoga? in my. Why do I like it so much? Why am I so busy in my joint? No, I'm um, just being having your own safe space, mm -hmm. and, you, and you just don't even realize that you're in literally your own. Even with all the people around you, you truly are in. It's a good one, Laura. In your space, in your moment, yeah. in within you. Finger right, tapping. Miss Heather Lily. <laughs> Um, well, uh, my soul stretch today, I think, was actually being here and talking to you guys. This is my very first podcast. You did fabulous. Thank you. You should, you have, your, you should have your own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so for me, getting to have this opportunity to be here with you guys and have this authentic conversation really felt like a soul stretch. And I also just kind of talking about these things like the the competitive nature of things and the that paradigm and thinking about rupture and repair. That's when the rupture and repair really resonates for me too. And finding ways to really feel that safety inside my own self. You know, I've been doing my own little tips and tricks for internal felt sensation of safety this whole time. Well, Heather Lilly, <laughs> you are a great <laughs> yoga facilitator, and I'm glad you formed and co-founded Yoga Village. We can tell just by looking at her, for those of you, if you're listening, but go to the YouTube channel as well. Heather Lilly is like, you're beaming with Aww. such joy with this program and with this nonprofit, and it we can tell. So let's wrap it up, folks. We want to say thank you to Heather Lilly. Uh, thank you, Leslie. 
Thank you, Signal Fire Media, and to our listeners. We believe wellness starts within, and you can unlock unlimited possibilities with energetic healing. So we want you to embrace the woo, dabble, dive, or discover your next healing experience on the Soul Shape app. And we hope you've enjoyed this soulful stretch and that you do something to raise your vibration today because the ripple effects are endless. Join us again and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the Soul Shape podcast. Thank you so much. See you next time. Thank you.